Hi there, the referee forum. It's been a while since I've made any sort of meaningful content um, as far as podcasts go. So I thought uh, I've got a, a fair few things have happened since the last episode. Um, I, I did, in fact, record a, a whole episode, edit it together, and uh, the, the person who I recorded it with and myself... Well, we decided it wasn't a good time to release that content for either of us, so that's kind of on the back burner. I don't think there was any sort of time-sensitive stuff that was recorded in that. I'll have to have a listen back, but there's there's a secret episode that has been recorded. I can't tell you who that uh, guest was on the podcast, um, so there's a, there's a little bit of mystery there for you. Ooh, who was it? Um... But uh, I wanted to record something because it's been far too long since the last episode. And, and as I said, interesting things have happened in the meantime. So uh, without further delay, I would like to throw back this to a few weeks ago. You may, if you follow the social channels on the referee forum, uh, and if you don't, why not? You definitely should. Uh, we've, we've got uh, an incident that happened in in Cheshire or Manchester, can't remember specifically where it was, but there was a veterans football game. Now, veterans in this instance means that the players were over the age of thirty five years old. Uh, not in you know, if I was playing uh, football, I would qualify for a veterans game. I know you're thinking, surely not, Anne. You you must be in your late teens at best. But no, no, I'm 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 a lot older than that. Um, but there was uh, a game between. Penlake Veterans and the Unicorn Veterans. Hello there, it's your fearless director. And how are you doing? Um, a bit of an impromptu podcast episode, this one. Uh, I'm here with Town Football Club to referee a charity match for Eric Mann. Now, if you remember, if you, you're following the Facebook uh, group and page especially, you'll know that a few weeks ago, Eric Mann, who's 81 years old, was refereeing a football match when suddenly he had a heart attack. Um, the two teams he was refereeing at the time were the Unicorn and Penlake Veterans in the Cheshire Veterans League. Um, and the guys there obviously did a fantastic job in reviving him. They did the chest compressions. Unfortunately, I think there was a youth coach on the pitch next door who had one of the defibs um, in his medical bag at the time. And that was used as well. It just goes to show how important it is for those defibs uh, to... to be accessible should should the worst happen um so anyway uh, a charity match was was arranged so that that match could be replayed uh the guys at within Town football club has very graciously allowed this fixture to be held here today um so i'm just going to do a bit of um a walk around chat to some people and uh, make a short episode on what the crack is let's go and have a look Okay, so I'm here at the uh, Eric Mann Charity Football Match. And I'm joined incredibly by Liam, the man who, it's fair to say, saved Eric's life. Uh, what do you remember of the day? Uh, it's, it's it's crazy. Um, the whole day, I keep flashing, uh, having flashbacks towards it. It was it was just a mental morning. Um, I remember I was coaching my my team, Stockport Dynamos, on the the pitch next to where Eric was refereeing. And there was a commotion, uh, you know, all of a sudden the players came running over asking if anybody was medically trained because somebody had gone down. And I remember thinking someone had rolled an ankle or something and, and you know, just needed a bit of support with that. And so I kind of started walking over and then I remember them saying that he wasn't breathing. 
and I, I didn't know I could run as fast as I did. You know, we, we got over and obviously saw Eric in, in his predicament and um, just went into autopilot mode, really. I, thankfully, I'd only just done my FA um, emergency aid course as a refresher a month before it, something like that. So it was it was bang fresh in the memory, but they, they don't train you for the for the real thing. It's it's a different scenario. And, um, you know, Eric was Eric was in a bad way and, and, and we it was very clear quite early on he'd stop breathing and, and we needed to get to work. So... Thankfully, the, the paramedics were pretty quick getting on the scene as well, um, and and the the team, the both teams that were that he was refereeing as well were, were superb, and we got him to a place where we gave him a fighting chance going into the ambulance. Thankfully, and I just remember spending the rest of the day waiting for an update to see how he was, um, which which thankfully it was it turned out it's good news, and I'm, I'm delighted he's yeah, in today. Exactly as as the family was saying, here we are ten weeks later, and Eric is still with us. So your actions on that day and the actions of everyone that helped. You're the reason Eric's still here today. It's amazing. Like that. It's amazing. Um, yeah, well, listen, I, I'm, I'm glad and, and it's uh, that he's still around and I said to the family, there's, there's real no need for thanks. I, I, I'd like to think I only did what anyone else would do in, in that scenario. But um, the, the one thing for me, if, if I may, is just is just that um, that important, stressing the importance on if you're involved in football or any sport, if you can do emergency aid training, or even in the workplace or school or you know any environment whatsoever, if you if you have access to an emergency aid course, absolutely do it. You just don't know when you might need it. Absolutely, I've, I've, and mine's got its case value. In point, mine's case had its value. You yeah. know, so there you go. Thanks very much, Liam. Enjoy the day, and uh, and we'll see you see you later. Thanks Certainly for trying to chat him. Thank you very much. How are you, good sir? You look a damn sight better than when I last saw you, that's for sure. <laughs> How are you? You've been here then everywhere. I know. You've been through the wars, haven't you? Okay. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Um, photos were done at the start. It was very light, uh, very lovely. Uh, Eric got his check for five thousand pounds. From my word, he's uh, going to use that money to go on a holiday. Very much deserved after what happened. Um, but Eric and his family have. I've got off. They, they left about eight minutes ago in the first half. He was a, it's a bit cold today, even though it is the end of April. Should be should be warm, but it's not. What can you do? I mean, this it's not raining either. This is sweat um, just from walking inside the centre circle. It's a it's a big centre circle here, but um, so far so good. The score is three two. We've had some amazing goals. Really really good standard of football in this game. Uh, looking forward to the second half. Whoa, so it's the end of the game, ready to head home, finished 4-3 to Penlake, what a cracking game it was, there were some amazing goals in that one, I sure hope uh, that those were captured by someone so I could share them in this video, if not, you'll just have to take my word, there were some cracking goals, and um, and yeah, uh, the, there was a, if they're going to make it an annual thing, uh, Eric Mann Trophy, the same two teams will play at Withenshaw Town Football Club every year, um, Great, nice little thing there. It's, it's really, really good. Um, so there we go. That's, uh, that's this wrapped up.
A new segment that I'm going to start doing is refereeing news. Now, that will make the content less evergreen uh, in the sense that all the old podcasts are just interviews and they're interesting things with people. But when you include news and current affairs and whatnot from the world of refereeing, it, it dates it. But it also gives us something to talk about in terms of, well, let's look at what happened a year ago or two years ago. Uh, is, is it a good idea to include referee news? I don't know, because generally the referees in the news, it's never good news. Well, at least it hasn't been. Hopefully the culture of refereeing, especially in England, will change from next season. Howard Webb himself, who is now heading up the, uh, the, the referees of the PGMOL, which are the elite referees in England, the ones that you see refereeing the Premier League, uh, he said that dissent has gone up and up and up in the past few seasons to the point where now it's become absolutely ridiculous and action needs to be taken. Are these words or will, you know, will there be action to back them up? Time will tell. Uh, but but news in, in terms of refereeing, what's going on? Well, it's just big appointments, isn't it? Um, we've got referees such as Simon Mosiniak, who has been appointed to Inter Milan against Manchester City, the UEFA Champions League final. Uh, he's proven himself to be an exceptional referee, especially he's had an incredible past 12 months uh, at the World Cup and now at the elite European Championship level as well. Um, what an incredible... If you, if you think back, the, the World Cup wasn't even six months ago, so what an incredible six months this man has had, and I wish him the best in the Champions League final. That probably means fuck all in the grand scheme of things, but um, <laughs> it'll be a good good talking point if somehow he managed to go like, oh, and from uh, that referee podcast, wish me luck. I'm, I won't let him down. <laughs> but... Uh, as, as far as a grassroots refereeing podcast goes, I'm sure I speak for many, many grassroots referees when I say best of luck to Simon and the team. Uh, and I'm sure you'll smash it as you have done in the World Cup and for most of the, the games that you've refereed this season. So best of luck to you and your team. So another incident that's happened in the world of refereeing is obviously the Vinicius Jr. footage that has emerged recently. He's he's alleged that there was racist abuse from the crowd. He's he's been wound up by it. He's lashed out at opponents and has got sent off. Why is it that the victim of racist abuse? I mean, you look at the the high profile ones from the past few years. Mario Balotelli stands out for me. They get abused, but they're the ones that end up getting sent off because of their reaction instead of the perpetrators of. The racist abuse uh, they just sit there till the end of the game maybe they get a ban after the game you know we but is it really enough to stop the widespread racial abuse clearly not clearly not you see it on twitter a lot this toxic machismo culture in football it's just it's a cancer and it it ultimately I think it will kill football off in terms of you've got a new generation of fans coming through and this whole hooligan ultra sort of attitude to it, it's, it's dying off. Thank God it's dying off. But as it dies off, it will have alienated a lot of these younger fans as well. And I don't think that they'll... I mean, fa families are staying away from football now because of what they see in those sorts of things. But yeah, wow more racist abuse in football 
and it's it's long past time that any abuse in football was actually dealt with at the highest level. When was the last time you heard FIFA saying, yeah, we're going to use our incredible reach and scope and uh, ability to do things to actually do something? It can't be your, your local county FAs dealing with this stuff. It needs to be top down. I'm talking about the very top FIFA down to eradicate this cancer in football so i was at anfield the weekend just gone for liverpool against aston villa um i wasn't there to watch the game i was working i do a bit of security if you didn't know that but but liverpool have been aggrieved by refereeing decisions in that game so much so that they've written a strongly worded letter to the pgmol uh, and I'm basically complaining about John Brooks um, not sending off, uh, was it Tyrone Mings, I think? Or uh, what happened there? Cody Gakpo got kicked in the chest. Was it was it dangerous? Was it careless? Was it reckless? <sighs> the referee has seen it in real time, as has the VAR, has seen it back, multiple replays. The VAR was clearly happy that the referee has taken this, the decision. A yellow card is there. It just it, it baffles me why clubs can't accept that there's a referee in a system of, of laws to get a game played as fairly as possible and when it doesn't go the way they want. They're writing letters and they're complaining in the media and to a certain extent the managers are abusing referees to to the point where they're getting touchline bans and £75,000 fines. Why, why can people just not accept a decision? We, we, I don't know if this is a, a, a culture thing away from football as well, but people are just seemingly not accepting. No, no, I don't like this decision, therefore it's wrong. Well, that's, that's sadly not how it works. It's incredibly frustrating, and it is filtering down to, to grassroots. I've, I've encountered it myself with... I mean, I think back to the, the game I did this this weekend, one of the last games of my season, and players are saying, oh, if this happened in the Premier League, you wouldn't give it, or if this happened, you wouldn't... Uh, they're just refusing to accept me blowing my whistle and giving a foul one way or the other. They're coming in to, to have a go at me, like, offer dissent to the point where they get them put in the sim bin instead of just going, ah, oh, fine, it was a foul. Let's, right, let's get back and defend because they're just not accepting the decision. It's weird, it's filtering down, it's something else that needs fixing from the top down. And that, that'll do for refereeing news. Next refereeing news is probably going to be after the Champions League final or after the final round of Premier League fixtures where something controversial will happen and a team that loses will blame the referee. Because that's the way it goes. That is that is how things are now. It doesn't matter. You know, it's never a team's fault. It's never a manager taking accountability. It's never the players weren't good enough or the opponents were too good. It's We would have won that, but the referee doesn't like us. Again, referee doesn't care. The referee doesn't not like you. The referee doesn't like you. The referee's just there to do a job. Grow up. Be better. Not going to happen, though, is it? Not until... <laughs> massive cultural shift happens and I, I can't, you know, suck it up, suck it up until it's fixed by, by greater powers than, than your local parks referee or your county football association. It's a bit depressing. What can you do? What can you do?